In a world where plants and ice are unlikely allies, it will take a bat, a bird, and a girl bat to save Alfred Pennyworth and Gotham. Let's kick some ice. Yes. <laughs> there are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to uh, Bad Movies Worst Reviews 2. The bad, exceptionally badening. I, I mean, sorry. Welcome back to exceptionally bad a podcast season of sequels. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. And I'm Danny. And uh, since it's a season of sequels, we have some sequel special guests with us tonight. I'm Josh. I'm Xander. I am Lucas. And I'm Maggie. And I'm Danny's guest. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Danny didn't bring a guest. <laughs> so we uh, we thought since we had our our daughters for the romantic comedy, we thought in the season of sequels we'd do another one bringing some kids along. And our kid sequels. Yeah. <laughs> our sequel children. Um, so I guess I'll just jump right out ahead and say. My, like, ge- my guest just got here. I'm Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joining Danny today. It's from, she's from a previous marriage where he married an Australian woman. In Italy. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so. I think you're supposed to do Ellen McPherson this yeah. time. <laughs> it's That's a lot good. harder to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. There's a lot more syllables. <laughs> so I, I want to just jump out. We watched uh, Batman and Robin, 1997, the Joel Schumacher uh, masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, but before we talk about the movie, I wanted to know, like, uh, what's everybody's favorite iteration of Batman? So I got out the gate, Adam West is, you can't choose him, because obviously everyone's just going to choose Adam West. And so, um, what, uh, Bracken, who, who was you know, your favorite? You know, I did see that recent video that was online, where they <laughs> talked about that. the Adam West iteration of, they, of, they of super, the Batman? Yeah, over yeah. The, ba- the Batman, the new version. Uh, which is pretty cool yeah. and pretty tight. Hashtag you know, Corridor Digital. Adam West it. was my boy. I mean, I I grew up watching uh, the TV show and loving it. You know, it was great. Um, I uh, I mean, do we want to do a history of the my experience with Batman? Or you said you want to? No, just... I just like who's your who? Because you know, Batman's been played by so many people. Yeah, like, it's kind of like who's your favorite Bond? Yeah, like who's your favorite um, Batman? Who's your favorite Batman? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, uh, probably for the one from the Dark Knight at this point. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. I mean, some people really love Michael Keaton. I was always kind of felt like he was miscast. I know that's probably yeah. wrong in some ways, but yeah, I mean, he was a good Batman. But I just he's just so unusual. But yeah, um, Christian Bale for me. I uh, I think I agree only because I feel like. The Christian Bale Batman is both a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne. 
uh, I feel like he's the only one who is good at both roles, or excellent at both roles, I should say. Um, I enjoyed Robert Pattinson's Batman, The Batman, which I totally did not expect to. I kind of was super grumpy that he was cast as The Batman, but then after watching it, I was like, oh yeah, this is what Batman is like, but his Bruce Wayne was horrible. I hated that Bruce Wayne. I, I, I yeah, yeah. I would totally agree. Yeah. I, I, so I was going to say exactly what he said. I think I like uh, the Dark Knight Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I think he's excellent for that. But I actually really liked Pattinson's Batman. Yeah, I, I just like that he was kind of old school. Like I grew up, you know, eighties, nineties with the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Where there was a lot of like detectivey stuff, and mm-hmm. it wasn't always just gadgets and beating the crap out of people. He did do a lot of that as well, but. I did like that he was like visceral and right. but also was a detective. He was super observant and But I hated him as Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah, right. Uh I was gonna actually say Kevin Conroy is my favorite iteration of Batman. Which that's the voice that's the voice Conroy? in oh, the yeah, animated series. I got it, okay. Okay. And Josh is iconic. Josh, when we were on our way over here, this is his first live action Batman. So Whoa. who who was your favorite Batman? Bad parent. Will on that. Will Arnett. Oh, yeah, from Lego, Lego Batman. Batman. Yes. Lego. No, he's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> totally. Uh, what about you, kids? What's your What's your favorite Batman? The good one. <laughs> which one's that? <laughs> which one's your favorite? Do you like Lego Batman? I guess so. <laughs> They're all pretty good. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of vampires, so I think I liked uh, Edward's role as Batman. <laughs> he, he did good, but he didn't shine as much as I thought. But overall, he, he had eyeshadow instead, so that was pretty cute. Uh, but yeah, uh, I love vampires. That would be my son. <laughs> that, that was the equivalent of, I like turtles. <laughs> I like all the Batmans in different ways, but Lego Batman was pretty fun. Yeah. And I know nobody really said the Michael Keaton one, but I really do like the Michael Keaton Batman. And I always feel like he is, I don't think he's my favorite, but he's one that I wish there was more of like him. Except because, I mean, the Christopher Nolan one and the uh, newer one, they're both, they're like so dark, right? And that's okay because Batman is that, right? I don't. I personally do not like the Adam West one. The camp annoys me, and that's kind of why I don't really like the George Clooney one. I don't think George <laughs> Clooney's a, a action movie star. Anyway, I feel like it's one of those things where you know, as the new versions come out, it kind of puts the old versions to shame, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, I liked the Adam West ones as a kid before yep. all these other movies, these other interpretations of Batman, and then once another interpretation comes along, it's it kind of uh, puts a different light and, and perspective. Some of them hold up more over time than yeah. others. Uh, some don't hold up at all. And some get out, out the gate or are just bombs. But yeah. I think that you may get your wish, Ben, a little bit more Michael Keaton as Batman coming, I coming so. soon. I, I think Maggie really wanted to say Ben Affleck, but she was afraid of what would happen. Possibly. <laughs> well, we didn't even touch on Ben Affleck. Batfleck. But, uh... Ben Affleck is another person who should not be in action movies. Daredevil proved that. Uh, I You know... It was okay in the sum of all movies fears. were flawed, but I thought <laughs> he was. True, I thought he was, was a pretty analyst. good Batman. So I would say he yeah. got better with time. I think the first couple outings, 
were awkward. I think he Ben Affleck. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I think he found himself a little bit in the later season. Like this is not a commentary on the yeah. movies themselves, but I think his character got better. Like yeah. in the Justice League, he yeah. was better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Um, but he's one who I feel like he's a really good Bruce Wayne, but not a yeah. very good Batman in my opinion. Yeah. And I just can never forgive him for that horrible Daredevil movie. And every time I see him in a costume, I think, oh, here's slow motion fight scene. I my favorite line from the justice league is when the flash asks him what his power is and he says i'm rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so that was pretty good but what about the val kilmer batman oh, i totally forgot about him <laughs> he was in the movie before this one my memory uh, is only that there was a val kilmer batman in the he movie is before he this. is so outshone by the villains in that movie that yeah it's, he really is when you had jim carrey Mm-hmm. and uh tommy lee jones so that's it's, right. it's hard that's all i remember is the riddler yeah and, and two face yeah yep. it's hard to compete with that honestly mm-hmm. and he should have stood out more standing next to robin <laughs> <laughs> all right so is anyone want to give us a plot synopsis like what what happened in this movie xander's gonna give it a go all right all right so in summary it starts off there's a fight scene. They're on ice skates. They're playing hockey with a diamond. Then cutscene. Boom. Next, next <laughs> shot. We go into this like little laboratory. Uh, it's poison ivy and this crazy guy. Um, they make this dude super buff. They like put stuff inside his body. He gets like skinny guy. Boom, buff. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> poison ivy's like, hey, I hate men. That's not that's not my what I believe. So then. Uh, He's like, well, I don't care. And then the scientist throws her and on some like glass and stuff. And then, she, and then, boom, she comes back up with some like plant stuff. And then he's just like, oh no, you're back from the dead. And she's like, let me kiss you. And then she kisses him and he dies. Boom. Then, <laughs> next, Batman <laughs> is trying to get Mr. Freeze again because they've lost the diamond. Then uh, they lose again and slip out of like a bunch of situations, and then Poison Ivy teams up with, uh, uh, Dr. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, they team up with him to save his wife that's, like, frozen in a cage or something, like, in a fridge, and then, uh, he needs to get enough diamonds, so then, but then, I don't even know what, uh, Poison Ivy was thinking. She's kind of weird, but she just wants to kiss guys. That's all she did in the movie. She blew dust and kissed people, and then Robin fell in love with her, and because she blew so much stuff in his face, and then she, <laughs> and then basically, tr- uh, Batman traps Robin with her. He kisses uh, Poison Ivy. Doesn't die because he got rubber lips. Then <laughs> Batman, <laughs> Batman was watching. Was like, caught you. Guess what? You're done. Well, I'm gonna throw you. Oh, and then no, Batgirl falls from the sky, smacks her into her own plant, ch- plant chomp. She's basically gone for the rest of the movie. Then Mr. Freeze. Now, he's freezing the whole entire city. Like, it's frozen. And then Batman is on his, like, scooter, but, like, <laughs> but like, uh, like a Batwing scooter. And then uh, Robin is on his go-kart or, like, his bumper <laughs> car. And then uh, Batgirl's on her bike. It's not even close to a motorcycle. It's just a bike with a wheel in the front. And they ride on this ice all the way up, grapple up to this, uh, his evil lair, basically, which is just, like, an observatory. And then... Uh, like, said some stuff, and then, like, pow, boom, boom, boom. Then, uh, he's like, I, don't worry, I got it. The, uh, at 12 o'clock, 
you cannot unfreeze this. And they're like, well, guess what? We're going to. And boom, he falls and he breaks his back. Or not really. He just falls and he can't get up because he's heavy. And then they press a few buttons on this thing. And then he's like, you can't. You don't have enough time. And then uh, Batgirl's like, oh, don't worry. I know the code. And then she's like, what is it? And she just presses a few buttons. They're like, <gasps> and then boom, Gotham is like thawed. And then everyone's happy. And then they're like, wow, teamwork makes the dream work. And also, I forgot to mention, Alfred had this thing called McGregor's Syndrome, named after a guy named McGregor, if you didn't know. And he, he's basically dead. And they want to save him. So Mr. Freeze is like, I'll help you out if you help my wife. Here, take this stuff inside my veins. He pulls it out. He's like, go give this to uh, your boy. And then he, he does that, puts it in him. Alfred is like, I'm back. And then, and then they're all happy. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, well, that, okay. That, that's our shortest episode ever, guys. For the record, for the record, Xander's doing every single recap from now on. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. And... That was bad. Man. That was awesome. And pretty accurate. Yes, it was. <laughs> I would have a slight, a slight quibble that, that Robin doesn't have a go-kart. He has a fan boat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or like a snowmobile it's fan a, boat. It's a go kart <laughs> fan boat hybrid. They, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's, that's a hard act to follow. Uh, <laughs> so that was a pretty great recap. Uh, what things stood out to you guys about this movie? So, uh, so Josh had never seen this before. So Josh, tell us what do you think? What do you think about Batman films? If this, with this being your first live action. <laughs> I do not have high hopes. <laughs> well, thank you. Man, a few Josh, words. there's a reason this, that we're reviewing this movie. You know, you only have, you can only go up from here. So just yeah. don't lose hope in the franchises of, of Batman. This movie did get 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Luke, what did, what did you think of this Batman? I thought it went south 12%. a little bit. <laughs> That's when it, things went it north. It went north. That's when it went north. <laughs> no, you're right. It went north. Yeah, it was trash. <laughs> it went Siberian north. <laughs> so, uh, I had not seen this probably since around the time it came out. So, it's been, I don't know. Why would you? A lot of years. Uh, the one thing I think that stood out to me is I actually thought Arnold did a great job as Mr. Freeze. Yeah, it was weird. It was, I mean, it's a really can't so this this movie followed kind of the adam west style of real campy yeah um and there were 27 ice puns spoken in this movie most of them by him he also did like utter some other puns that weren't ice based he was basically like one-liners almost the whole movie and i kept being surprised i was like you know for this role like he is really doing a good job like it's hard to make fun of him because he's he's doing a good job. I mean, it's a stupid character, yep. stupid dialogue. I mean, it's very laughable, but I'm like, Arnold's doing a pretty good job of this. He acted it perfectly mm-hmm. for what the movie is. So Xander and Maggie both saw like the, the movies leading up to the, this one mm-hmm. in the franchise recently. I'm curious to hear what both they thought of this, this outing compared to maybe those other ones. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're punny. <laughs> um, well, uh, I feel like this uh, movie kind of like added the goth in Gotham. It, it kind of felt a little, a little strange, and it makes me think that gangs are a little different. 
how they really are. But uh, overall, uh, it is a really big change. It kind of, I don't know what was happening most of the time. In the original ones, it was kind of more like simplistic, easier to like know what was happening. And like the story was uh, really easy to follow along. Kind of made sense. Yeah, it, it made sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Maggie, as, as the sole uh, woman in this viewing party, what did you think of Poison Ivy? She was special. <laughs> How was she special? I mean, she also had red hair after her transformation. So did you feel like a kinship? Or... It was a wig, so I don't think that really computes. <laughs> so I have a question. As a, as a budding director, uh, Maggie just did an assistant. She was an assistant director for a, a play. How nice. would you have directed her differently what kind of directing tips would you have given her like 75 percent less blowing <laughs> <laughs> yes so much well, if it's in the script though i mean that's part of the, the story right <laughs> I, I i want to read that script though where it just says uma thurman <laughs> uma thurman <laughs> uma thurman <laughs> Yeah, Poison Ivy's a tough one. Like of all the villains, I I, I used to read the comic books, mm-hmm. and Poison Ivy was not one that I was as familiar with. I don't know, other than she's got poison. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know of her powers really. I've seen Gotham, the TV show, and that was pretty cool transformation. Is she, in that? she is, and there's some a good story arc there, um, and they and they handle it very differently with. They did with different actors that yeah. portray her transformation over time. Uh, but uh, so I don't know. We could. Is there something more I'm missing from that they could have done with the character Poison I mean, Ivy? I, I feel like she could have chosen an accent and stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so in the comic books and like other shows, like my recollection of her is she's sultry. Yep. And green yeah. based. Right. She's like, a, fem, like a femme fatale. What type else thing. does she have? Right? So, like, she has a green dress. Or is that it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember her. Like, the first time I started to, like, like her as a character, I think was in the Arkham Knights uh, video games. Okay. Or the. Is that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she is, in my mind, similar to Catwoman in that she is a villain. Uh, sometimes, and not a villain sometimes. Like, she's not a dedicated villain, right? There's more gray area there. She's a gray area, and it's like she has a... She's not evil just to be evil. She has... She actually has an agenda, a green she's agenda. She's like an eco-warrior. Yeah. Right, and uh, she'll join whichever side happens to help her. There's okay. some iterations, like she's roommates with Harley Quinn. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know. I think sometimes she can make plants grow faster. She can make plants do what she wants. So, like, those vines. Yeah. Would Supergirl and <laughs> Poison Ivy get along? Because they would with her Supergirl daisy growing eyes. Green thumb eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you made an interesting uh, point during the film. Like, Superman with his. Forget me kiss. His forget me kiss powers and her with her poison kiss. Like who would win that battle? <laughs> I think I think humanity would win because they would both kiss. They Superman they would, would 
because we, well, well, we know that when he gets it would poisoned, be annihilated. It would, he just gets old. <laughs> it would have to be like kryptonite based, right? Because otherwise, it's not yeah. going to do anything to yeah. him. Yeah, she's green. Who knows? Yeah. In this movie, I think her character suffered from the campiness. Yeah. Like she could have been a more serious. Like if they didn't go the more Adam West style with this, and were just a little bit more serious with it, she could have had a more serious. Um, character who actually had a, an arc in her story i mean like catwoman is a good example from the second movie from batman returns how pfeiffer's yeah michelle yeah. pfeiffer right and how she's like um you know kind of beat down by the men in her life or whatever yeah. and then um uh, kind of rises up as as a hero against that right and uh Poison Ivy has a similar arc. Like, it's, she should have a similar yeah. arc. It's, um, she's kind of the geeky, nerdy uh, scientist and then gets killed by somebody who is mad that she doesn't, that he doesn't, or she doesn't share his affections, affections yeah. right? And then she rises up and just, like, starts killing people with kisses. I mean, that's a pretty powerful like message and kill him with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so she could have been a more serious and scary uh villain in this. It's just in this movie, she's just like, I'm just gonna kill everyone for no reason. So this she follows the uh alone in the dark trend. You know she's a nerdy right. scientist because she has her hair up her, and her glasses and on. Her glasses yes, on. right. Yes. When she's poison ivy. <laughs> Well, her hair sometimes... She has some weird hair when she's Poison Ivy. She did. Always. She looked like she was an announcer for the Hunger Games in a lot of places. <laughs> I didn't quite understand why she was a, a, allying herself with, with Captain or Mr. Freeze because... Um, right. They're like polar opposites. You know, no, no pun intended. Well, yeah. And, you know, she double crosses uh, by kill, trying to kill his wife. And I guess because she wants to be with Mr. Freeze. I guess because she said but, that... It's a one-woman show. I just didn't under, you know, it didn't really explain why she needed to be with Mr. Freeze, other than maybe she wanted to get back at everyone at Gotham for not helping well, her with her with her green agenda. I guess. So what I took away from it is she, again, kind of to Ben's point, Mr. Freeze is a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, I support your conquest to kill all humanity, and then the plants can take over, right? Yeah. Like oh, not if they're frozen, right? Right, okay. right, and then. Yeah. You know, obviously you can't do that if, you know, True love. Miss Frosty Freeze is still around. Oh, right. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, they were an unlikely duo. Yeah. Do you do you think her character, even as she was, do you think she would have been better if she, do you think it would have been better if she cranked it up? Or, I feel like she was already, like, at 13. I think yeah, if she had yeah, come she down was... to, like, 9, yeah. I think she would have been great, like, I Arnold. think so, too. I mean... Well... You couldn't get more innuendo-y from her. Yeah. Right. right. I think this was all Joel Schumacher's choices. Right. That, you know, these, this wasn't necessarily her choices. Yeah. This was his direction and the way he wanted to take the movie. Well, I know that the, the execs had something to do. I think they wanted him to make it more something they could fun do toys from. Yeah. Um, so, so he, I think he tried to make it a little more jokey, and that's probably why we had the like two or three Batmobiles, two or three, you know, the, the Robin mobiles and the, right. and the Batgirl mobile. And just have more 
gadgets. Yeah, yeah, more fat gadgets. Yeah, it's it's like if uh, I don't know. I I'm just gonna take a stab at an idea. It's like say you had a car that changed its clothes a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> Visited and, a bunch of different countries. Yeah, and just its just thinking every... like maybe we could sell more cars because people are gonna want the. The version of him that's wearing the sombrero. I mean, oh, this is just no. this is just the idea that I came up with just now. Um, I feel like that's what the studio executives wanted with Schumacher. <laughs> okay. That's very. I think we should explore that in just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break. Oh yeah. All right, welcome back from that break. Man, I love that uh, ad. Yeah, uh, those the voices in that ad are amazing. They are. Yeah. That's great. Especially I never get the tired of, of hearing one that. voice <laughs> makes it better. <laughs> I never get tired of hearing that that ad. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Spotify. <laughs> um, we had a few more comments about uh, Poison Ivy that I think we wanted to hear. Um, I just would like to point out that. Uh, in the movie, Poison Ivy uh, kind of like made uh, Mr. Freeze think that Batman killed his wife and unplugged her little like plug to her fridge. But uh, I think she did that so it would speed up the process of instead of him focusing on saving his wife, he would more focus uh, like on destroying the Gotham because he's mad. Revenge. Revenge. Yeah. And then, then she could like do her plant stuff or whatever she wants to do. Yeah. Means Very insightful. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for the crew. Would you have liked to have seen Poison Ivy in the Kill Bill style? <laughs> where Uma Thurman also plays right. a revenge... I think I would have. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen Kill Bill. Yeah, this... So I haven't seen Kill Bill, oh. so I, I can't I've say. I've seen Murder William. Is it similar? <laughs> <laughs> it's very close. It's close. Yeah. Murder William is a it's period a lot, piece. It's just shorter. It is. It's a period piece. <laughs> 1800s. <laughs> so this is the thing, I, and maybe I'm completely off here. I, I probably am. I, I, I'm obviously <laughs> they cast it in a different way. But I, back when this movie, came, before this movie came out, I went and saw a movie called The Truth About Cats and Dogs. And mm-hmm. it, had, it starred Uma Thurman and Janine Garofalo. And yeah. at the time, I didn't know who either one it was. <laughs> I remember leaving the theater with my sister. We went and saw the movie. And um, I was like, oh, I heard that they're going to they're gonna cast Uma Thurman in the next Batman movie uh, as uh, Poison Ivy. And um, my sister was, like, explaining to me, uh, you know, we were talking about it or whatever. And I was confused because I thought Janine Garofalo was... <laughs> Uma Thurman and Uma Thurman is Gene Caraffalo. So I was like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Uh, Jean, and I was just imagining Janine Garofalo. I'm, I'm probably as mispronouncing her name. No, that's as right. Poison Ivy, as the villain. And I thought, oh, that would be really cool. I, I didn't think Uma Thurman was that remarkable. It was a long time ago, but that movie's obviously very forgettable yeah. in a lot of ways. But I didn't feel like she was very remarkable in that movie. Yeah. And I just, when I. I thought Janine Garofalo was more charismatic. And um, so I, I don't know, maybe, and you know, Uma was, 
beautiful and she did a great job in, in the movie. But I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Janine Garofalo as, as being right. let me, Poison Ivy? Let me, let me just ask you real quick. So a couple years later, you get your Janine Garofalo in Superhero Movie. Bowler. As the bowler. Yes. As, that's right. As Carmine Bowler. That's bowler. Right. Yes. So, well, she's, but she's not a villain. Right. So no, no. would you rather seen her as Baby Bowler or as Poison Ivy? Baby Bowler. Well, yeah, I mean that's a it's a she, classic. She so. was amazing as Baby Boy. Oh, and yeah. counterpoint, I mean, would you have liked to have seen Uma Thurman as the Bowler's daughter? But <laughs> <laughs> she probably would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. Janine yeah. Garofalo was fantastic. Yeah, she was. She was Mystery perfect. Men. They yeah, were all yes. pretty perfectly cast yeah. in that film. Yeah. That's not what we're reviewing tonight. No. <laughs> that's not good. Right, what could have been? <laughs> yeah. What about what about Robin? So you don't like him, but uh, I, I thought Chris O'Donnell was good and likable in Batman Forever, and in this, in this one, this is the thing. So after this movie comes out, I mean this this movie is so bad; it has been covered so much uh, by other people that are fascinated with the Batman franchise and just bad movies in general. I mean this is this is a notoriously bad movie, mm-hmm. but I think everybody's career, including Schwarzenegger's career are negatively impacted by, by this, this movie, movie. Yeah. and uh even i mean joel schumacher's career too right uh but they all i mean there's a stink that just kind of follows them from this movie um oh, and, not chris, just and chris o'donnell is you know one of them i mean he's yeah. he's kind of on the rise and uh i i don't think he ever gets past just being robin so in a lot of ways um you know i don't know chris o'donnell i've never like chatted with him personally but uh oh you haven't no listen i uh in the mid 2000s i was part of a student film that was nominated for a student emmy and uh this is from (laughs) it was nominated no big deal (laughs) i didn't say that it won. Go to my IMDb page and check it out. <laughs> anyway, um, they have so this. It's just it's the Emmys, just like the primetime Emmys, but they don't televise it because nobody knows who any of these people are, right? Yeah. But we they take us to a place where there's a dinner, and then they do the whole awards show, and it's just like in, at the Emmys, and they have celebrities up there who come and do the presenting of the awards and stuff. And Chris O'Donnell was there and he had a, I don't think that he might have been like hosting the whole thing. Cause he was up there quite a bit, but he was so like bitter and cynical. I mean, we, we all kind of thought he must be doing Hollywood community service or something for something <laughs> that he did, you know? Hold on, though. No. How does that end? And the award for exceptional oh, filmography that... goes to Mrs. Green's third grade class. <laughs> How do you get excited for that? Now, the thing is, though, that there were a lot of other actors and celebrities there who were <clears throat> excited. And, you know, these are students who, yeah. come on, this is, I mean... They are students, but still, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, yeah. right? Did any and violence break out? No violence broke out. <laughs> but it was very obvious that Chris O'Donnell did not want to be there and felt like it was probably... 
it almost felt like he was being forced to be on like dancing with the stars or something. Mm-hmm. Like he's, this is the point where his career is, where this is it's all he's doing service. or whatever. Yeah. It was beneath him. Yeah. It's yeah. what it felt. And it just always put a bad taste in my mouth that this like special time for all of these people. And he didn't even bother to smile. And yeah, anyway, it was grumpy, but other than him, everybody had a great time. Anyway, that is what I see. And when I see him whining with against Batman or Bruce Wayne saying, you never let me do anything. That's I'm like, hey, that's the guy who was hosting the student Emmys. (laughs) Same same thing. (laughs) So it's it's interesting because I was sitting by Ben watching the movie. Yeah. And I turned to him and I was like, this is pretty accurate to Robin in the comics. Yeah. This is a constant battle he has with Batman. (laughs) And he eventually leaves and becomes Nightwing. Right. Because they. Yeah. Because of the conflict between them. And Ben is just like, I just don't like Chris O'Donnell. As well. <laughs> he just kept mumbling Emmys under his breath, and it didn't make any sense he, until just now. He kept, like, clenching his fist like a villain in a movie. For the record, my movie only won second place, not first place. <laughs> Get out. As long as we're on the topic of Robin, um, did anybody else think he was going to turn into a villain after falling into that vat of... Oh, of ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we do we do need to call this out. So th- they made it very clear. Heroes are orphans. Mm-hmm. You cannot become a hero and let, with your parents being alive. It is impossible. There's something, I don't know if it's a physics thing or what, but yep. you need Spider-Man. to consume the energy of your dead parents to Superman. become greater. <laughs> That's so, right. right? Yeah. Batman. And villains always fall into a vat of something or have some kind of caustic chemical dumped and on this them. Is just right. in the this is just in the Batman cinematic universe. We don't even have to go outside. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally everybody. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they made a point to say Batman had no parents. They mm-hmm. said made sure Robin has no parents. Girl Bat Bat Girl. <laughs> Had no parents, right? And Alicia Silverstone's character. Alicia Silverstone's character, yeah, yes. Batgirl. And then, um, you know, everybody Mr. else. Mr. Freeze fell into a He bat. fell into a bat of, like, liquid nitrogen or something. And Joker uh, in the first one. Uh, what's his face? Uh, well, I guess Bane's a little bit of exception. Instead of falling into it, he had the vat of they acid fell into, into him. him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he got inceptioned. And then uh, Poison <laughs> Ivy also was fell got into yep. So. There is a scene where Batman, or sorry, not Batman, Robin gets punched into a vat, and we're like, <gasps> a vat of like pis- melted pistachio ice cream. <laughs> yes, yes. And like, we I mean, it's literally moment. that's what it is because they're in an ice cream factory. By yeah. Batman, right. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, to keep yes. him from kiss from kissing poison ivy. To yes. Teach him a lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many of you were just wanted to see him turn into some horrific <laughs> yeah. like? What would his evil well, Robin now name he's, be? Now he's making people <laughs> lactose intolerant, and so. <laughs> I'm pistachio man. So if they were like at the bread factory, like he would probably make people have celiac. That would be like right, go around yeah. with like a celiac bean. Um, well, that's just cruel. So I, I know people who are maybe married to people who have that. It's a serious disease. I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying that Robin's special power. If that was your power, that would be ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you say that people's careers took a hit. It's not just the people in this film. So this film was so negatively received that the Superman movie that um, who did the first Tim Burton Tim Burton was going to do with Nicholas with Nicholas Cage as Superman like it got it got shelved because this had such a negative um, you know 
response from fans and stuff. So I, I was just noticing the budget on this was 125 20, million. What? That was huge budget for 97. Here's the thing, though. Someone's got to do that frozen tier. Right. <laughs> I mean, they had, I, you know, I made this comment in the movie, so much neon oh, yeah. and so much freon that, like, everything glows. Literally everything. Yeah. Like, things that should not be glowing. The little case that Robin's motorcycle comes out of right. has opposing neon Robin signs. Like, yeah. who's going to see that besides Robin? It, well, when you open it up... It's got the Robin sign on the floor. Right. Right. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah. What is the point of that? Who's going to see that? There's lasers everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's for no reason. For all, no reason. All over right? the bat cave. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It was absurd. Everything. It was the weirdest thing. Half the budget was was the silver paint for uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, the leftovers were using glitter. <laughs> and, but funner fact they couldn't remove all of it which is why she had some left on her <laughs> funnest fact <laughs> but yeah uh i mean it did make money like worldwide it made 238 million but it was not well loved like it's opening weekend it made 40 million dollars well i mean those ice puns alone cost you know a couple million <laughs> so i mean there were 27 of those in the movie now like real talk, do you think that there is a special like script writing skill that we're like, listen, we need to get Jimmy the Punsta in here to get all these ice <laughs> jokes? Like, who comes up with those jokes? I mean, a lot of them were very on the nose and very obvious. It was a bunch of dads. I do you know? I kind of suspect that that Schwarzenegger may have ad libbed some of those. I just they felt so <sighs> Arnold to me. There were so <laughs> many one line deliveries, and you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger is known for the one line in all of his movies, like "I'll be back" or I don't know. Uh, it's not a tumor. Get to the chopper. Uh, yeah, there's so Probably many lines buggy that, buggy he, <laughs> that he de- delivers over the years that have been memorable and great, and that n- these weren't delivered well. I I think I mean, do you think Arnold has like a one line buffer? Like that's his. That's like his his superpower. Is he's like, I can handle one word at a one line at a time. I'm, don't I, give me two lines. I can't remember them. I don't know. I was wonder. I kept wondering if they were like, well, maybe this will be the tagline for the movie, or maybe this will be the tagline. Like there were like twenty of them. Right. Yeah, right. right and, yeah. and he would just have one line, and then they would cut away. Or I'll be, you know, I'm. I don't know. It was just okay. So lot. it was a lot. Kids, se- sequel children. What was your favorite ice? Mr. Freeze Your line. Your favorite Mr. Freeze line. I wasn't paying attention. I'm about to <laughs> They, they, in, in fairness, like after about the fifth one, he, they kind of glossed over a little bit. You know, being fathers, mm-hmm. we, I think, I, I can't be the only one who drops horrendous puns on purpose to hear my oh, kids yeah. groan. So I think their selective hearing turned on and they missed right. the rest of the movie. <laughs> They're like, oh, he must be a dad. So basically, my dad every day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have never oh. uttered a bad pun in my life. I never said they were bad. <laughs> so, um, oh, Maggie, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. I have to admit, I didn't remember many of them either, but the ones I did rem- remember made me want to ice scream. <laughs> <laughs> puns are strong with her. They should have hired you, Maggie. <laughs> yeah. Where's this talent coming from? It's pulsing through my veins like a bunch of venom. 
<laughs> so I was hoping that the kids would give us uh, their theories on the Alfred storyline. Well, th- oh. Just just real quick, the kids were also coming up with their own puns and, and like ice jokes. Like Luke was saying, oh, this movie's on thin ice at one point. And, <laughs> and there was a couple out, thrown out there. We were all like, oh, you know, it was it was uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. It it was like we definitely got our comeuppance. Like they were dropping dad jokes yeah. on us. It was kind of great. Yeah, but I, I wanted to give you guys a chance to tell us your theory about the Alfred, um, you know, kind of subplot. Okay, in the movie, they said he'll cancel the pizza like right at the beginning as they're going to a fight or, or whatever. Uh, and uh, so we came up with this whole entire subplot, and I'll let the other people explain it. <laughs> We were making this entire, like, subplot about, um, the pizza and Alfred. So, it was just... This is based on one line from Alfred. His, his, he's like, I'll cancel the pizza. That's what started this whole thing. <laughs> we'll cancel the pizza. I would like to add something. So, when Robin said, cancel the pizza, Alfred looked like he was dying. And he <laughs> closed his eyes like he... It was the end of the world. He's just like... Oh, I needed that pizza to live. Oh, oh, no, not that. No, I needed that. And so he's like, he's not going to know that I have McGregor's disease because I, you didn't give me DiGiorno. And not a sponsor. Uh, oh, yeah, Robin, no, no, not sponsored. Oh, maybe. Robin, what have you done? Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we were thinking maybe uh, he was diagnosed with. So McGregor's uh, syndrome, we like looked it up and it has something to do with like. Uh, being a drug addict, and we think it's like a pizza addict thing with Alfred. He's got a severe He's pepperoni been... <laughs> deficiency. <laughs> yeah, it's a pepper. Um... Yeah, so he uh, his doctors prescribe him with uh, a little bit of pizza each day, and <laughs> the pizza pills, uh, pizza pills, but slices. Um, and <laughs> Batman and Robin were so focused on Mister Freeze they forgot to give Alfred his pizza, and he got McGregor's syndrome, and he passed out and st- actually died. So yeah, side effects side effects may include cheese cravings. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, his doctor's name was Doctor Giorno. <laughs> Doctor Giorno. <laughs> and the the crazy thing is that this subplot was supported by at least two major things. The first one Xander talked about how as Batman and Robin were leaving, and they're like, "Cancel the pizza," and then he just had this terrible sad face yeah. you know which was that he was dying but we didn't it, know that at the we time we didn't know that it, we were like oh man he must have really wanted the pizza <laughs> but then at the very end when he is finally healed they're all like you know everyone's like crashed out on the couch and stuff waiting to see if he's going to survive and there is a pizza <laughs> Uh, um, the leftovers of a pizza, a single slice left on the table. I am so happy about that payoff. Like it was almost to the level of when you stay after for ten minutes at the Marvel movies right. to see that ten second payoff. I was like, yes, DiGiorno is in this movie. I was thinking the Noid would show up. Yes. Oh my gosh, avoid the Noid. And when that pizza appeared, he came downstairs smiling, yeah. like he, I. I don't know what happened to that pizza. Like a true junkie. (laughs) (laughs) He brought the rest of it upstairs, left one piece downstairs for everyone. He's like, hello, everyone. Good morning. (laughs) Mouth all red. I I was surprised that there weren't a lot of uh, product placement in this movie. You know, I I know that when the movie comes out, they had a lot of cross-commercial promotion, but there wasn't actually a lot of stuff in the movie. There's such an obvious play. Yeah. Like, Icy or slushies, right? Right. 
would have been all over Baskin Robbins or blue. Yeah, ice cream is all over the place. Like what about Tiffany's jewelry? (laughs) When they're they're both trying to uh, buy poison ivy at the auction, and he pulls out his. Oh, American Batman! Express? He pulls out his master, credit card. Was, was, that master card. Was, that was it Mastercard? Or yeah, I don't know. It was it was, yeah. I was trying okay. to see if it was actually branded on there. I saw it said Batman Returns on it. Yeah, That's all Forever I saw. Was the expiration date. Or Batman think, Forever, right? That's do you what it think was anybody for. put two and two together when he applied for that credit card? <laughs> he had to put in his social security card. They're like, um, this belongs to Bruce Wayne. Um, I mean, you've got excellent credit, but I think you might have stolen his identity. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I, I would just like to talk about when he pulled out the credit card, uh, they were selling woman, and I don't think <laughs> no one, like, kind of, it reminded me of the scene from Taken, like, his daughter was being, like, sold into trafficking, Yeah. and the, everyone was so hyped, they were, like, paying, like, they are like, $100,000, and they are like, $500,000, and then Poison Ivy's like, no, I want to get bought. I'm like, like, what? Uh, I don't think you do. And... <laughs> So then she like blows stuff, blows like this like perfume stuff on the people, and then like I want to pay more money for you, and then nothing really happens. She doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about um, like buying people, it just like reminded me of the end of Groundhog's Day when he's getting sold to women. So it was kind of the exact opposite of that. Man, this movie's pretty suspicious. Yeah, you guys are bringing me down. Wow. I guess I need to watch the Batman again. (laughs) Yeah, that'll brighten your mood. so (laughs) cheery. Put on sunglasses to watch that film. So what did you guys think of um, Batgirl? What did you think of... uh... Uh, So Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. She was like top dog I was a at huge the time, fan right she like what were some movies she was a she clueless was, like, clueless obviously she was in what a movie called the crush the crush i remember mm-hmm. yep yep she was in aerosmith kind of music videos i think yes, that's where aerosmith, she got her star right what what else was she in i mean Who cares man she I mean, that was... <laughs> <laughs> okay so ben ben not not if but how many cutouts of her with you glued into the background did you have in your wallet <laughs> And did your Mariah Carey ones get jealous? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. You have to choose Mariah Carey. Listen, or I, had, I had the Crush poster hanging on my wall. Uh, I worked in a movie theater when that movie came out and saw it over and over because yeah, of her. Yeah. But uh, I never... Oh, that, that's weird. Why would someone Photoshop themselves in a photo with I mean, somebody? She, that's... she is the epitome of, like, 90s girlfriend, though. Oh, like, yeah. she was just... What exactly what the '90s you wanted your girlfriend to be, right? She was kind of all of that. Yeah, and she, I, I think the term is Betty. Betty, <laughs> she was a Betty. Yeah, but like, okay, Versus all of that, all of that considered, do you still think that she was a good choice for this role? I, no, I don't. So, uh, I get in the little trivia thing that I added. Um, because I remember turning to Ben, because I'm like, I, f- I remember she was in this a lot more as Batgirl, and she's not in the movie very much, kind of hardly at all. Yeah, um, she shows up about halfway, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, this is from IMDb, so we could take it with whatever level, whatever grain of salt. It's on the internet, it has to be true. Uh, I wrote this on there, and then I printed it out. So, um, <laughs> Double verified. <laughs> so, it says that many of the Batgirl scenes were cut out because she had gained a few pounds during the production, and then they had to refit her suit. 
and then the press discovered the news. They they slammed Silverstone's weight gain and mocked the actress for being too fat for her costume. Uh, director Joel Schumacher publicly defended Silverstone during interviews and press meetings, um, joking, "What what is this?" girl's big sin she ate some pizza (laughs) (laughs) is the pizza the real villain in this movie is is (laughs) DiGiorno's when the taunting continued Schumacher lashed out at reporters he said in a magazine interview it was horrible I thought it was very cruel she was a teenager who gained a few pounds like all of us do at times I would confront female journalists and I'd say with so many young people suffering from anorexia and bulimia why are you crucifying this girl so horrible comments. Like, I don't think that was justified. Right. She was not the best cast in this, but... But, let's give her an ounce of credit. Like, there was zero space in any of their suits. And oh, they yeah. made a point when they... Every time they suited up, like, it was zoom in enhance mode. Yeah. Watching <laughs> everybody suit up. Of and there every, was, yeah. like, they had probably had to use, like, baby powder and, like, paint those suits on those right. guys. Right. It's like those swimming suits that like the Olympians wear. Right. Yeah. That they it's like you have to cut it off. Of them. <laughs> you can only get it on if it's soaking wet and then yeah. it dries to fit. Right. <laughs> so it's, this part though is not really that fleshed out either. No, I it's mean, not. It we, makes sense after reading this that they had to, they cut a bunch of scenes. The the most unusual point is we've got to cover this is the fact that she's, she's the wrong person. Well, she's the aunt, she's the niece of uh, Alfred, <laughs> but they show this picture of Alfred's sister from like 1920. <laughs> yeah. So like her mom, her mom must be, must someone joked must have been like 85 when she had her. That's right. And that's it, why she died. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's why she was orphaned because her mom aged out. Um, yeah. it's just, <laughs> that's a super nice way to put it. <laughs> so th- this was an unusual. Po- I mean, they should have said great, you know, granddaughter or something yeah, right. like believable but i mean this is how much the story lacked it right. really needed a little bit more help to make the part a little bit would there have been another actress that you would have preferred seeing as batgirl at that time in Jean 1997 Garofalo? i so it would have been about this time but eliza dushku oh yeah she was in what was it dollhouse yeah I but think this, was before, this was okay. before this no, was no, but like i think but, yeah. like i think, I mean, she, was, to I the think she was in buffy yeah yeah at that time okay. i yeah. think she would have like she's Faith. kind of dark Yes. She already kind of had that, again, This I think Dollhouse came later. But. Right. Uh, what about uh, one from uh, uh, the daughter uh, from uh, that thing you do, that she was in that? Um, I, I'm, I'm blanking. Liv Tyler? Yeah, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler? Mm. Mm. No, I, I don't so. see her as no. a... As what about, like, action. Sarah Michelle Geller? She would have had the yeah, lower half I mean, of her face. Sarah Michelle would have Geller been definitely has the action What about know, Mariah Carey? Would you have rather seen Mariah Carey? That's a trick question. <laughs> Danny, the fifth. Danny, you're just trying to blow Please his mind. <laughs> what, okay, so okay, so let's let just for a second. What did you guys think of the costumes? This movie is notorious, yes, like very well known for a pair of <laughs> things on the outfits. Um. <laughs> Did you guys? They even I it, a thing that I don't even remember or didn't remember is how uh, even Poison Ivy points it out in the middle of the movie. She's like, "Oh, anatomically correct costume." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were very skin tight. So, that... Like what my dad, like what they were all saying is like, you they like 
it, painted it on them. Right. <laughs> so was he the first Batman to have a ninth ab before Lego Batman? <laughs> he ninth was the ninth and, and he was the first to have bat nipples. Yes. Which <laughs> I don't know how that enhances the yeah. costume. Or the Robin extremely had, detailed yeah. cod pieces. Yeah. Like, like the skull one on the, yeah, the, sk- on the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The costume design was so, so weird. It was weird. The, it didn't it wasn't that distracting to me, but the Mr. Freeze also had nipple like yep. spots yep. on his costume, which I can was, understand was, that was, that was, was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brant. Which was really which was really weird, you know, for the costume oh, that yeah, it was. Because right? it was this big metal mechanical it's thing. like glass and like steel and anyway <laughs> and diamonds mm-hmm. yes it, so many diamonds diamonds are an <laughs> arnold's best friend he, he, it was his fuel right is that how that worked i yeah, guess it was like it was like coal carbon fuel it was something about something. diamonds and lasers that yeah, they yeah it, 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 keep it lasers. yeah zero. keep it cold enough for him to survive yeah so what do you think about uh, mr freeze as a character um, I feel like in this movie, he is the only one who has any kind of character arc. Like, he goes through this... I mean, he, we, when we first meet him, he's he's a villain. But then we learn why he's a villain, and it's, you know, because of the love of his wife that he's trying to rescue, right? Um, well, and I think that to add on to that, I think there was, they said it early on that he was trying to go the right route. And he did... But what I think there's like four stages of McGregor syndrome, right? And he'd already cured the first one, and right. he was working on the second He's one. The his only wife one had in like stage four or something, right? Yeah. When he fell, had his unfortunate, you know, cryo vat danger thing, right? Um, but I think they also mentioned that after that happened, like funding dried up or something. Right. So it was like he was kind I of unwilling. The funding froze. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Um, <laughs> so when he, when he fell into that thing. It lo- it looked like he fell into like white cherry Gatorade. It's just a yeah. pool of it. Just a pool of it. Yeah, that's a pool of it. That's that's what Gatorade do. But I I think um, he's one of the I, the first Batman villains that I've you know experienced like on the screen, who was a villain that had some sort of conflicting. He wasn't just evil. Like right, the, the right. Joker is crazy. Yep. Um, the Riddler. Yep. Uh, is just crazy. Well, I guess Harvey Dent. You know, he was a victim of circumstance, but he went crazy. But not, yeah, and we don't really know that in the F- Batman Forever or whichever. Like, I don't feel like there's the Harvey Dent. It was never fleshed one. out enough. I yeah, until yeah. the Christopher Cat- Nolan Catwoman's ones, a little, then you really see. goes both ways. <clears throat> yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. She, she's an opportunist, but like, but Mr. Freeze is almost a villain in spite of himself. He's right. like, out of necessity, he's like, I'm just trying to save my wife. Yeah. Well, what, like, what are they, they have the anti-heroes, like the Punisher and stuff like right. that. I feel like he's like the anti-villain. Like, right. he's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Zankies. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm bad, and that's good. Dad, your jokes are running cold. <laughs> There's no one else I would rather be than me. <laughs> um, was, were there any redeeming qualities in this in this movie? So, uh, as weird as it was, the um, aesthetic of Gotham having these gigantic statues all over the place. I mean, yeah. like, like the buildings, buildings are built as they're like part of the buildings, right? Like you had to walk through these statues and climb upstairs in their arms or whatever. I don't know. They were like part of the buildings. Uh, I actually really liked that, and I don't remember it 
from before, uh, from when I have seen this before, but I really liked the idea of that. It was kind of cool. So, I mean, I think that in general, the production value, the production design was interesting. I mean, there were some weird choices, like all of the lights and colors, stuff we've already talked about. But um, I kind of liked a lot of the stuff. I liked the neon weird voodoo people that didn't have any purpose in the movie, but they were cool to look at. And well, So we'll, we'll get back to gangs in a minute. Because yeah. I think Xander, right. Right, <laughs> rightfully so, called that out in his introduction. But, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like from the cartoon series... Wasn't that kind of the style? It was kind of like a future noir kind of art style where it was like, it felt old timey, but mm-hmm. it was also kind of in the future. And it yeah. was kind of like that Soviet era thing where oh, it's yeah. all about oh, okay. people and people statues holding, holding things up. Things. Am it I was, remembering yeah, that Yeah, it, it was very like kind of art deco, early, yeah. like twenty, like late 20s, early 30s. But also Bruce Wayne had a bunch of kind of futuristic stuff for the time. Yeah, I'm just not much of a fan of animation, so I never... Like the buildings, like the one, the the main laboratory. I like saying laboratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the observatory, where that thing is, it looks like more like Atlas, like where he's holding up the observatory instead right. of like just like like this, like the, some of the, the other buildings. ones. Yeah. They all look like Atlas. They're literally carrying something. Um, well, there's one... like the one where Batman writes his car off the <laughs> off the thing. That he's just it's just standing there against the building. It's like rubbing his back. Like yeah, a right. For no that purpose. represents the hubris of man. <laughs> it's my, a metaphor, Josh. You're my, a little young. My favorite this. is the is the torso <laughs> leaning out over the street, holding the two lamps, yes, two yes, balls in right, his hands. Lamps. Right. That was my favorite. Statue. This is so weird. This is a little like if you haven't seen this, but have you guys seen the Riddick series? Yes. Do you know the what the Deathmongers or whatever? They're like the, 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 the evil people who are all about death. Right. Right? That felt very much like that art style where it's yeah, yeah. all of like bodies like kind of in contortions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know if that has yeah. it I don't know if there's any kind of set design crossover or anything, but it felt very much <laughs> like that. Uh redeeming quality. I liked Alfred. Alfred and Commissioner Gordon are the only two characters that are the, in all of the Batman movies from 1989 through this movie. But they're not the same ones, are they? No, it's always different. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is is Batman you also said in, in all every those? movie, right? Well, in, yeah, so so yeah. it's the same Alfred and the same Commissioner Gordon. Oh, in the in, four in the ones with Michael Keaton. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, that was my question. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were talking about in all of the movies. No, I know they're different in the future yeah. ones. Yeah, he yeah. turns into Michael Caine. Yeah, and... right. <laughs> it's like a moth. He went into his chrysalis, wrapped in DiGiorno, <laughs> and he came out Michael Caine. Is that Michael Caine? <laughs> and then he becomes Gollum. Yeah. Uh, speaking of moths, uh, in the scene where uh, Mr. Freeze or uh, shoots, in, shoots himself into space yeah. to freeze... Uh, Batman and Robin, uh, he comes like he jumps out the out the rocket thing and then like grows wings, and yeah, flies down. He falls yeah. with style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to think Gotham was ever gonna become a battle royale game. Yeah. <laughs> Gotham City is a place where physics take a back seat. Oh yeah. You want to talk about? Oh, um, I would also like to mention when uh, uh, Mister Freeze he uh, winged his way down to the. 
to the surface, uh, Batman and Robin, Robin comes to save Batman, and Batman's, like, trapped with ice on his arms, and then he's like, don't worry, I got a laser. He's like, yeah, for sure. And then he cuts it. He's like, oh, I'm free now. Now how do we get out this rocket? And they're like, let's just explode it with a bomb. So so I'm like, yeah, that bomb. That bat bomb. He specifically a bat bomb. So, I think I, real quick, just interject. Yeah. I think that was a typo in the script. I think he was supposed to use bath bombs. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you know what, bat bombs cooler. So he he puts a bat bomb on. And he's like, don't worry, this will work. So then they like jump out. It explodes, and then like. Stuff like shrapnel, like huge pieces of shrapnel, they stand on it and like surf in the air, but like all the way down. All the way down, and then a uh, Batman jumps onto uh, the back of Mister Freeze's back and like rips the wings off, and then it's like, dude, you're both gonna die now. So then <laughs> Mister Freeze shoots like the ground. I don't know why that makes any. He shoots sense. the steam. Shoots the yeah. steam, and uh, the iconic uh, grappling batarang or uh, bat. Uh, Grapple a ring. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought it was like McDonald's thing where you have to say Mick in front of everything. <laughs> anyway, um, so then they use the bat uh, grapple hook and fall down to safety, and then it all goes south yeah. from there. So I think I think that Mister Freeze releases the wings. I don't think Batman ever happens. Yeah, I think he releases them to escape. But yeah, they surf down. Um, so, since I hadn't seen this movie in so long, I thought that uh, the Batman in the most recent iteration mm. was the, was the most invincible Batman. Oh, Silver really? Because do you remember when he um, when he his chute doesn't open? Oh gosh! And, and he hits and the, he and he gets sucked under this thing that bridge by a train. Yeah, and he just kind of walks it off. Oh, and so <laughs> that was so painful. Uh, but here we have kind of a gravity-defying Batman. That's right. Well, gravity-defying everyone. All through the film. Yeah. And did you know, like, they love using, like, vines and swinging right. on ropes and stuff. Like, they use the grappling stuff all the time, but there are tons of cases where, I mean, and this is where Poison Ivy comes in, there's right. vines that they just kind of do, like, a gentle tug they on. They just grab it. And launch across the room. <laughs> yes, and, Mr. Freeze does that near the end. It's just ridiculous. Right. And there's, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's so bizarre. Everybody is just swinging everywhere. Uh, you think that they'd be kung fu kicking or using yeah, right. jet boots, bat boots, or anything like that. But <laughs> nope, they're using they're using Tarzan style attack. Right. Yeah, in the middle of bidding for women, uh, there's like, and she, Ivy, like goes across the room because they're all fighting for her. I guess Mister Freeze, like she p- puts a line for Mister Freeze, and then she and he. Taps on and then he goes flying across the room. That's right. It's like a giant venue as well. He's like flying across like like half a uh, like I don't know like an auditorium. Ha- yeah. Half an auditorium. No. Or something like that. On that gravity fact, there was this one scene where where we were talking about the um uh, the bat skate mobile. I don't know what to name it, but it's like <laughs> and bat Batgirl jumps off her bike or it explodes i don't remember which one but then yeah she gets knocked off it and then you just see the slightest amount of her just lifting yeah for a mm-hmm. half second you're like well and then she Wait. goes flying back onto yeah onto the fan boat and then he then he lets her off onto her bike which is still just kind of cruising along right <laughs> it's it's a bad bike bad girl bike 
It's a fast it, Maybe it has like bat training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so it keeps it upright. Patent pending. <laughs> Made by Mattel if you want them for yourself. Patent pending. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, so um, I'm curious then what everyone thinks of this movie. Like, is this a good movie? Bad movie? Exceptionally bad? Oh. Before we start this part, I would like to point out that it all comes full circle. Because what keeps pizza from going bad? Not delivery. Ice. <laughs> that is a good That's good, why it's DiGiorno. That's that is right. a good point. Uh, yeah, so when they're in the lair, before they go into the the tube and the uh, where the wife is, they're like, right next to where the button is, there's a bunch of frozen pizzas. Oh, so, man. oh, you're talking about like where like, Mr. Yeah. Freeze has to go through the freezer. It is, through it the is, it is yeah, there's ice cream stacks thing. of yeah. frozen pizzas. Yeah. And right. You got to pull that to oh, the side, and the yeah. button also yeah. behind it. Yeah. Before we we vote on the film, I just wanted to point out like a couple of people who were in it. Um, Elle McPherson was in it. Uh, she was the love interest of Bruce Wayne. Uh, and since she's Australian, I wanted Danny to say her name for us with his Australian accent. What's her name? Elle McPherson. Elle McPherson. You mean Elle McPherson? <laughs> yes, yep. thank you. 100% Australian. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Sydney. So we, we had so we had Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever. Yeah. Also an Australian. Also yeah. Australian. Can and you say Nicole Kidman? A Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then John Glover plays Dr... John Glover. <laughs> He's not Australian. He's not Australian. That's probably British. Uh, he plays Dr. Woodrow... A Woodrow, who's who is who pushes oh, he's the crazy, he's the crazy doctor, doctor the who doctor. creates Bane. Yep, uh, who, which didn't really talk much about Bane. Bane's in this movie, he doesn't matter. He's he's mm-hmm. not a main villain, he's, he's mindless. He's, yeah. a, he's like a side villain. Um, um, and Vivica A. Fox is in this, she has a very small role where she yeah. kind of hits on Mr. Freeze, yeah. But this is really soon after Independence Day, which I think was like her big breakout mm-hmm. role, yep, when she was still just Vivica Fox, yeah. Not, not before she was Vivica A. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, on the production side, the producers, the writer, they're all um, they're all very tied into the Batman. Mm-hmm. It was animated. Um, so when I was putting this together, Akiva Gold's, Goldsman was the writer. And when I started, when I was looking up what he's done, I was like, oh, no wonder this is bad. So he's been, he's written episodes for Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery... I was like, oh man, no wonder this movie's not great. But they also did like the screenplay for A Time to Kill. And so it's a mixed bag with this guy. <laughs> oh man. And uh that was that was um that was that was kind of all I wanted to say on them. The music I thought was okay. it was kind of forgettable. It yeah. wasn't distracting, that's I would say, for sure. Which uh, is a compliment. In right? kinda in kind of the last one of the final scenes. Where Batman and Robin are gonna fight the bad guy, you you heard a little bit of the theme from Batman. Yeah, that's true. From the Danny Elfman Batman theme, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is starting to feel like Batman. But like other than that, I couldn't tell you anything about the music. Yeah, I could tell you something about the music. It was saxophone whenever Poison Ivy was on screen at all. That's sexy true. saxophone. That's right. Yeah, very sexy. Literally, very sexy. Most of the scenes when she's on screen, when she's evil. You just hear just the slightest, 
<laughs> That's because her outfit didn't tell you that she's attractive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you needed some help. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I think maybe one other thing in the uh, George Clooney equipped when they finished filming is I think we just killed the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so I, Bracken, you're gonna have to keep me honest on this, but there was no other Batman until the Dark Knight series came like a decade later, right? Well, correct. I mean, Catwoman comes back. Right, they make but... a Catwoman in movie in 2004, but there's yeah. no really Batman. Count. It's yeah. not yeah. until uh, Christopher Nolan reboots with Batman. What was Begins. it like? 2010? 20, 2005. 2005. Okay. So there was. So they had kind of written two two different Batman treatments, but mm-hmm. Schumacher Schumacher begged Warner Brothers to let him do another one, and they're like, Nah, bro. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a direct quote. But, uh, <laughs> sounds accurate. And then also in the fun facts is that George, George Clooney has been known to refund people who saw this movie. <laughs> I believe it. Do you need like, do you need like an original like blockbuster card that shows like proof, or is it like you have to have like original ticket? Like I'm curious to see if we can get our money back. And then my final fun trivia thing when I was looking up, I mean I didn't feel like I needed to click on Arnold to get examples of movies he's in, mm-hmm. but. In post production, he plays the president in Kung Fury Two, so oh, I, nice. I'm very excited to see that. <laughs> I don't know if Triceratops will be back in that one, but uh, <laughs> he better be. Okay, so should we go ahead and go around and and uh, what if you think it's good, bad, exceptionally bad? Sure. I, we'll just start with Ben. We'll go around, go around the horn. Um. So this movie is. I'm just gonna say I think. I'm going with exceptionally bad on this one. Um, it has so much ridiculousness in it. Um, I think that if you watch it as a Batman fan, you may be angry. Um, but if you just watch it as like, oh man, this is ridiculous and these people don't seem to understand anything and physics doesn't apply and frozen pizza's the hero or the villain, whatever. <laughs> um, I think that it, I think it's fun. I mean, it's a fun movie. It is long. That's its biggest downfall. I think that if it were half an hour shorter, maybe, uh, then it would be even more exceptionally bad. But I'm going to go with exceptionally bad. Uh, I, I, I second that. So I also have not seen this for probably two decades. Mm-hmm. And it was as bad as I remember. Mm-hmm. And it is too long. Um, but... I had a lot of fun with it. Usually when I watch a movie that is trying to be too over the top, mm-hmm. I hate them because they just, the jokes fall flat and it's just not enough. And I think what puts this over the top is everybody is overacting. Yeah. Everybody is playing to, you know, level 13. Right. But it works because it's just a hot mess or a cold mess, depending on how you think about it, by the end of the movie. And it's just, it's terrible. It's so bad. Like, you could pick any five minutes of the movie and you're going to be appalled. And I love it for that. Yeah. So I would absolutely recommend you can watch this alone. It is so much more fun to watch in a group and just look around the room. And everybody kind of has a quizzical look on their face. Like... (laughs) Am I am I really here? You know, there's a little bit of existential dread. Like, right. Am I really? Am I going to get this time back? I, is this worth my time? I should probably be doing something important. What's George right now. Clooney's address? I need to send him a bill. 
I should be curing McGregor disease, but no, I'm watching this movie instead. Bracken, what about you? I remember in college having a roommate that had this movie poster in their college dorm room (laughs) and uh, just thinking to myself, man, this movie's bad. Um, You know, I think the good clue was I was kind of looking forward to seeing this tonight and uh, it, I wasn't disappointed. I mean, it was fun. I have to just kind of piggyback on what Ben said is it is long. It could have lost a good half hour in the middle if you want to just start the movie and then like advance a half an hour in the middle of it and then finish it up, you know, with your group of friends or whatever, that would make it even more fun. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. I mean, it is about Mr. Freeze and his whole story arc and all the other characters are kind of not well-written, you know, side stories, but um it's fun. It's it's so bad. It's such a misfire. The jokes are just horrible and just <laughs> eye-rollingly del- delicious. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Danny, did you have any thoughts? Okay. So I think uh, this. I think George Clooney might be my least favorite Batman. Uh, Confirmed. Someone. Yeah. Someone pointed out. I think it was Ben that George Clooney never stands like looking forward yeah. like his he's always his head's always turned at an angle yeah and uh, it's like it's constantly like moving yeah it's like because almost he's like and got... this is not just as batman this is this george is george clooney, clooney. yeah in so, everything he's ever in. so like he's got a jello neck yeah and so but he when is, he's he is in the prime of his life in this movie yeah but he's wearing that, yeah. when he wears the bat suit he looks uncomfortable <laughs> because you don't have a lot he of give turn with, his yeah. neck <laughs> and uh <laughs> And uh, I mean, sorry, George Clooney, if that's not the case, maybe he has a disease. I don't know, but um, it's, it's McGregor's disease. He's got MacGuffin's disease, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, this movie was. I mean, it's it's total. It's exceptionally bad. Like, every, I feel like everyone, like Birdemic, everyone has to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. But unlike Birdemic, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, Agreed. Uh, Birdemic was fun to see the one time. Um, just, yep. just so we could be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this, and and like from minute to minute, you're like, what the heck's happening? <laughs> yes. And this one's like that, but in a different way. Yeah. And I would say that this this movie is exceptionally bad. Um, I definitely feel like I could watch it again because uh, watching it with some sequel children, there were whole scenes I could not hear. Yes. Um, <laughs> as as the as the pizza plot unrolled uh, in living in the living room here. <laughs> Look for the and, web series on YouTube. And, and, and Alfred was dying in his bed. I could not understand. I could not hear a word that he said because DiGiorno was happening in the room. Um, so I guess that's a warning if you have sequel children. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely exceptionally bad. So uh, I guess let's kick it over to the kids and see what they what they thought. Okay, so I think that the movie was good for the targeted audience because... That movie is kind of made for younger audiences. Like, you wake up on Saturday, you... I mean, no one really under... When you're that age, you don't really know what's happening. You're still asking for, like, upsies. You're, like... You're, like, (laughs) asking to, like, get fed applesauce and stuff. So... Upsie Sanders? Um, so you don't really understand what's happening when you're that age. So it, it, it is fun because it's like you see cars and you and you see uh, you see just like people uh, running around and you think, oh, that's fun. But when you're like older, you understand these things. It kind of gets really confusing and it uh, 
I mean, it's fun to watch, but it's just a bad movie overall. So is it exceptionally bad or just bad? Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> you know, it was fun. It was stupid. It was most of the most of the plot of this movie like you only see Batman fight like twice. So would you watch it again? For fun, yes. Okay. It was exceptionally bad. All right. Wait, Maggie, before you jump in real quick. Um, in, in when we're reviewing this, like we we talk about the movies are so much better because we inject a murder plot, mm-hmm. right? There's a serial killer or something like that. It, <laughs> so do you guys think that this movie was better because of the DiGiorno inserted plot? Does that change things? Like, would the movie have been as good without that plot? I concur. It was better. Well, the DiGiorno plot was basically written into the script, so I'm just going to say it's as good as it could have been. I agree with Maggie. (laughs) This crust was very stuffed. (laughs) Okay, so I... This isn't the first Batman movie that I've heard people say was too long. When I saw the Batman, I didn't know it was going to be three hours. (laughs) But I had a good time. All three hours of it. And this movie was definitely exceptionally bad. I feel I can't give an answer because I haven't seen any other action uh, Batman. But if I compare it to not, not uh, well, non-action Batmans, I'd say it's completely bad. But with the DiGiorno, which is my answer to exceptionally bad. Everything's better with DiGiorno. I, f- I feel like... <laughs> Is it Batman? No, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> Again, we're not sponsored. The movie was delivered. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we have, what was it, like an eight-way tie yeah. of exceptionally bad. Yeah. So um, so tell us, guys, where, where can people find us? Uh, so we've got a website at exceptionallybad.com. Or sorry, exceptionallybad.com is yes. the website. You can uh, hit us up on Instagram at exceptionally bad. You can always email us at the, the guys at exceptionally com. And on Twitter, we're exceptionally bad. Uh, I'm not sure what that's going to happen with Elon Musk and all that, but for the time <laughs> being, we have a, we've got a Twitter. We're changing it to space exceptionally bad. So <laughs> we can get skid under. So, I mean, it, we did. It we do it does say now exceptionally bad movie reviews. So if people see that, it's mm-hmm. it's the same show. We just same thing. We just kind of clarified because people are always telling me I'm exceptionally bad. I'm like, no, it's not work performance. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about my job. We're talking about movies. So yeah, um, yeah. So I, I hey guys, we appreciate uh, you joining us. Yeah, it was uh, nice having guests. We're enjoy we're enjoying season of the sequel. We'll continue to review sequels this season and give us some feedback on uh, some of the episodes we've put out there. Uh, thanks for having us, guys. This was really fun. This episode was, and I put it very blandly, chill. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to have Xander back for for a recap because that was that was. On we'll have a, a Xander cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Yeah. There's a forecast for your podcast. A freeze. Bad movies with your friends. That was terrible. Can we fix that in post?